0: fish Drip's unfiltered episode 15 or oh, 14 all right um baseball's back we have two special guests that i'll let isaac introduce but first isaac how are you man baseball's back i think we're all extremely happy about that and we finally are able to go into more with talk to more guests more content and a lot more breaking news that we actually might get during this pod itself so how are you and then i'll let you uh, introduce our guests
3: yeah, I'm doing swell. Very happy, obviously, with, you know, the news coming out. We're uh, filming this March 11th of 2022 on a Friday. So we will be refreshing Twitter just in case anything does pop up. I and mean, I'm very excited to have these two, the brightest minds of Marlins, you know, coverage for sure. We have Daniel Alvarez from Alex Extravace joining us. Daniel, how are you doing, man?
2: I'm doing good. I'm tired, um, but it's, about, you know, you you cannot be that tired at this point in time of the year, right? When you're just about to start, um, especially in a rush, I, I was not ready to, to start like now because, you know, my mindset, mindset was, you know, I, I think we're not getting a deal soon, but thing, things got a little um, quick yesterday, and thankfully we have a game now. Yeah,
3: I'm glad you were, you know, wrong about that one. Jeez, um, today is the first full day that baseball is back. Our mm-hmm. other guest, A great friend of the show, Peter Pratt, Miami Marlins UK, and also host of Locked On Marlins podcast. Peter, how are you doing over there? Are you tired yet? I know
1: it's a a bit later over there. Boys, 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 I am alive. I am telling you, I am coming in full steam. I've been, listen, who accepts a daily Marlins podcast when the lockout starts? That is, whoever that guy is, he's crazy, but I am, I'm craving for action. I'm alive. The news yesterday got me pumped. And I am delighted to be sharing the stage here today with, you know, the GOAT. The guy who broke it. <laughs> I'm saying Daniel Alvarez broke the news. Two simple words. Deal done. Happy That's days. It. That's Happy it. days. Best tweet I've seen in a long, long time. That's so, it.
2: Done it. deal. And that, that was it. It, it. it was funny because I think all of, you know, the guys left yesterday. I mean, Jordan, Christina, Isaac. I just stayed there in Jupiter in my spot because something was about to happen <laughs> and, and I was getting um, you know, texts and calls and I was okay, maybe something, something will happen now. And, and when I got the, the text from, from a couple of sources, you know, it was time to go and, and, and to shoot. And I think that that that's the fastest thing I'm, you know, I've, I've wrote uh, since, I don't know, maybe typing my initials to, to beat Jeopardy must like have and the yeah. <laughs> exactly.
3: Oh, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
2: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price, line
3: And you mentioned that because we were there, you know, in Jupiter, and things were looking really optimistic. Eli Sussman was putting ninety percent. You were putting ninety nine point nine. And then it was reported that the that the board, executive board, was going to veto it. it was going to say vote against it. How did that all come together, Daniel? Because I know it was. A, was yeah, a- yeah, they,
2: they they were against it, but at the point at at the time. Um, players already had uh, 18 votes from, from the player reps uh, with plenty of, of teams still, you know, um, waiting to, to vote. So it, it was it, it was an easy thing to, to get. Uh, at the end, they had 26 uh, against 12, and you got to look at that number differently because eight of those are on the board, executive board, and then the other four are, like, Teammates of those players who voted, you know, no, but um, yes, that that's how it that's how it happened, and and yes, when when I got confirmation that they had not eight, uh, I think eighteen votes, it's when I when I said, yeah, it's ninety nine point nine because it, this is gonna happen.
0: Yeah, let's just go into a little more logistics of the deal here. I'm gonna go to Dan here. There's twelve team postseason, and just uh, and there are a lot of more rule changes as well. They banned the shift. The bases are bigger now pitch clock, I mean, if you could go in a little bit of detail on those rules, as well as how the money is going to work out, because I know they made some changes there as well.
2: Yeah, so we're going to have uh, bigger bases, pitch clock, and also banning the shift, but all of those will come uh, will come up in, in 2023. So we still have a, a quite quite some time to, to, to discuss. I, I've talked to players on, in the minors, and they seem pretty – Pretty good about it because they played in different levels with those rules and and also in the AFL, so they, they feel pretty good about it. And with the money details, uh, pre pool with fifty million, I think it's a big big victory for for the players because it, it's it's money that they didn't have previously in in previous deals, previous CBAs. Uh, so um, and now now they will have it, and that number will just go up moving for moving forward uh for 2026 or uh 2031 i don't know so so i think it's going to it's going to work out very well um minimum salary uh 700k to uh, 72740 760 780 that was going to be the best offer you know um, from the league to the players so they they had to to accept it because if not we were just going to be waiting you know much longer uh, and and that was the best offer for for them and and i'm glad that they finally accepted yeah what a win for the players like you
3: mentioned a pr pool of 50 yep. million i remember they were so far apart they were at 20 and 80.
2: well you know yeah 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, especially big because uh, players they started at 100 yeah um, and then the teams at 10 and then players went up even to 120. But I don't think that was a realistic number. Yeah, it's negotiated. Then they went went down to 80 million. So it's Mm -hmm. like, no, there's no way you guys are going to settle at 80 or 70, not even 60. Like 50 was a more reasonable uh, number. I was even thinking about 40 or 45, Um, but 50 is pretty good. Yeah,
3: I think we were all saying just, you know, meet at the middle. Yeah, send it in. But, you know, money aside, Peter, one of the things that they did mention, which I thought was interesting, Divisional play is not going to be as common anymore. I believe in 2023 that begins. I think each team will play at least every single team in both leagues at least once. What are your thoughts on that? You know, now you don't have to wait three years to face the AL East if you're a Marlins fan.
1: Absolutely love that. I, I didn't even realize until this morning. I saw that was put out there and I was like, wow, that's that's one. of uh, Take the money elements aside, the dollar amounts. I really love that change. I was joking with one of my, <clears throat> one of my good friends who's an Angels fan uh, last season. I said, I've not seen an Otani at bat live ever. And this was August 2021. And wow. just because the way the time zone works, like, you know, West Coast baseball is really tough for, for UK fans. But I watch the Marlins every day. That's what I strive to do. And I, I don't watch any other teams, and we haven't played the Angels. So I'd not seen Otani take an at bat, which is crazy, right? So I absolutely loved the fact that. We're going to balance these these schedules out we're going to get eyeballs on every team i think that's really good for the game just in terms of just the general getting eyeballs on your stars because that's what we need right just more publicity more buzz with 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 the game's brightest stars so i'm absolutely i think it's a really really nice wrinkle i didn't see when that was coming in is that this year or next 23 23 yep so one one year like i guess all of these rule changes that you're just talking through they give themselves a bit of breathing room, right? To implement them, give them a year to kind of get it all bedded in, which makes total sense too. But fundamentals of that, and plus all the other bits, I like. And the interesting bit as well—they've wound back the the runner on second for yeah, exactly. uh, in extras. Seven in and double are gone. All these kind of you know COVID rules effectively are gone. So, yeah. and I think there's a lot of buzz around that in in people saying they like those too.
2: I so. I, I would just have the seven in double back. I mean, it was more, more dynamic, I think, but yeah, I I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. Anyway. It's going
3: to be tough for us, you know, for whoever, you know, covering nine-inning doubleheaders.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, there should be a few to, of them, a few extra ones this
1: year as well. Right? Uh, they, gonna uh,
2: they're going to they're, they're be in Miami uh, because remember that the schedule, it's, it's going to have some, you know, small tweaks, especially because they're adding three more games or three right. more days of the regular season, or actually pushing them back. Yeah. that that should be the the term um to those teams that had three game series at the beginning of the year the marlins they had a three game series against the rangers and they are not facing texas in texas so they have to add those three games after the series in milwaukee i think isaac you have the the, the schedule there yeah. i think that's where they, end they the were season, yeah they end
3: the season in new york the 27th 28th of september yeah. milwaukee the thirtieth and the first and the second. Exactly.
2: The so so they will they will play or they should play from the from October third to October fifth with the yes. Rangers at home. And on and those games against the Braves or will be, you know, doubleheaders in Miami. Yeah, and I just
0: wanted to go on I guess the key dates here. Miami's gonna not start the season in Miami as we all assumed. They'll start it in San Francisco April eighth. So that's gonna be the big change there. The home opener, if I'm correct, is April 14th against Philadelphia at home. This, today is the first day of players being able to report, if I'm correct. They, they're gonna have yes. two more days and then spring training, yes. I assume will begin after that. Danny, I don't know if yes. you have any
2: more key dates that you may wanna share with us since. Uh, I, I do wanna see what's gonna happen uh, for the series in Mexico, because there was a report that I was able to confirm in October that the Marlins um, could have a series into uh, the Mexico, Mexico City, yes. uh, against the Giants in July or June or July. I don't remember. I think it's June. Um, and that's going to be interesting. And, and it was reported yesterday by Tim Healy, uh, a good friend and, and former Marlins beat writer, mm-hmm. uh, that the Marlins, not the Marlins, but MLB will, will have tours in Mexico, the DR, Puerto Rico, uh, London. And I know Peter is pretty happy about it. Uh, and also paris you know going to going to france maybe to visit emily there in paris so let's see uh, something
3: that might be relevant to the announcement coming at four is that i, I assume it's going to be sort of a 2021 type spring training schedule for teams where they're going to stay you know in their you know area of florida you know for miami it'll be Port St. lucy with the mets and west palm beach with the astros and the nationals uh, i want to ask both of you guys this why isn't it like that You know every year why you make teams you know miami travel from jupiter to lakeland for example to face the tigers to me it seems like that's just something you know you should keep
1: but i don't know get your thoughts peter if you want to go first i mean logistically it just makes sense right i mean why not just roll with it spring training is just tune-ups anyway it doesn't really matter Mm. i it just seems to me one of these things like post covid you just stick with it go actually that makes sense let's just let's just roll with it moving forwards i don't know i mean you guys have been around spring a lot more than I have, clearly, but you know for me, just logistically, it just makes more sense. You've got your little hub of guys, hub of teams. Okay, it's a little bit familiar. Um, but I don't think that's a bad thing either. I think that kind of uh, presses mm-hmm. presses the players too, particularly the pitchers, get <laughs> get them warmed up if they've if you've had uh, you know a few few bats against a guy for sure. But yeah, for me, I, it, it seems logical, but um, maybe Daniel's got something further to add on that one.
2: Yeah, I, I think it makes sense, especially in Florida. Um because it's logistically it's much easier to be in in, in Arizona because almost all the complex uh, complexes are very close like yeah. very like you can um go around arizona and and basically visit every team in one day or two days in Florida you need way more than that like one day you can go to Um, West Palm and you have the Astros and the Nats and then in Jupiter, the Cardinals and the Marlins. And maybe if you go to Fort Myers, the Red Sox and the Twins are basically closed Mm -hmm. um, or like in front of each other. Um, But in, in Florida it's, it's, it's more, more difficult because of that. So I think it, it kind of makes sense now uh, that we mentioned that every team is going to face each other every year. Um, it's gonna make more sense for them just to play with, with the local teams and not having to have you know the Marlins facing the Yankees in spring training in Tampa or the Reds in four Myers or the Tigers in Lakeland because they're gonna face at some point uh, during the season. So that's 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 gonna be um, good. I, I really like it and I think, uh, as Peter is saying, it, is saying it's, it's way much much easier to to have those. I mean that type of schedule here in at least in the in the Grapefruit League.
0: What is next for the Miami Marlins, man? What's the next move that you believe they should make, and then we'll get into needs and possible options here. Because I, I know, you, I know you have the trade machine on, on your podcast, and <laughs> you're a big advocate for a couple guys. So we got to get your take on it, man.
3: First of all, before Peter, you answer that. How exciting is it that we can talk about this now? Like I, I, I know. know we had like, something completely well, different. We had Kyle Seeloff on the space yesterday, and he can say all these names, and he had some takes, he had some flaming hot takes, and it's just so we got to get him on to be able to talk about this you know, in a relevant way, because this might happen. So, Peter, the floor is yours.
1: I think, listen, guys, there's a clear need, right? There's a center field need that has to be addressed. So, we we just can't get away from that. I think what we still need to do, well, I don't know if we want to dwell on it, but we need to look back. The answer was already in-house last season. For whatever reason, things weren't executed uh, with with Staling Marte. But, listen, we roll. Center field needs to be addressed. There's some Reynolds momentum brewing, uh, let's say. Uh, it's going to be expensive, but as, uh, me and you talked about yesterday, Kev, you know, there was some timely, nice performances from, from Max, timely performance from JJ. It's going to take some big time prospects to go and land Brian Reynolds. Absolutely. But is it worth it? I think it's time for the Marlins. They need to pull the trigger and get a center fielder done. I think Brian Reynolds is the absolute perfect one, both in terms of control, cost control, ability. He's a top 15 player in, in major league baseball right now, I guess, from. An offensive side so I'm all in on Reynolds no problem about that it's this one a
3: long way and is Bradley gonna make this catch no, no way a bomb into the
1: pirate bullpen sets off the fireworks number 15 for Reynolds I'd also like them to address the closing situation I think that's the other glaring need, right? Center field. Let's just go in and uh, not mess around. The same with the closing spot. I, I don't know what that ends up looking like. I like the move, maybe for you know, go and get Kimbrell on the trade. I think the White Sox are happy to dump that deal if if the Marlins take the dough. I think uh, I, I think the ask won't be too high. Kenley Jansen's been talked about. There's tons of relievers. I prefer them to go and get a legit guy that's just experienced. I think that's just the no-brainer. Let's lock down the ninth. Let's not mess around. Let's lock down center field. You know, I've not really seen Avi Garcia play centre field, but I prefer him in a corner spot. Let's mm. get Reynolds in there and centre. And to be honest with you, I'm not against just going out because the reality is Reynolds, cost-controlled. Um, you know, Kimbrel, whatever he's on, maybe 10 million he's got left or whatever, one year, 10, something like that, I don't know. Yeah. Still leaves a little bit of money in the tank. I'm not against him going and getting Schwarber as well mm. and just kind of going all in, three dudes, bang, 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 get them in, and this Marlins team is ready to rock and roll. Danny, uh, I've always been one to say that the Marlins bullpen is not as bad as many
0: think. I know Isaacs has said this as well, but do you think they could make some changes internally? You know, like improve the bullpen internally, bringing maybe a guy like Castano, putting him in the bullpen, a guy like uh, Jordan Holloway, keeping him in the bullpen and forgetting the possibility of him being a starter and possibly any other names that may come up to your mind that are actually in the organization. And then
2: out of the org, who, who do you like as a bullpen option? I would just clone Richard Blair into ten people, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but now, in, in in a serious way, um, I I like as you mentioned, Kev. I, I think we're gonna see good things from from uh, Bender and Pop. I I, I really want to see them in a, in a second year because what they showed in in 2021 was pretty good, and and it's just gonna get better. Um, I like what I what I saw from, from Floro, especially especially at the end. But he's not going to be your everyday closer. Um, and yes, guys like Castano, guys like Holloway, maybe a guy guy like Brexton Garrett could be um, said that yesterday. You know, yeah, could could, could end up there. I want to see what's going to happen with Sixto because I don't think he's he will even throw a single pitch as a as a starter this year. Um, but as a reliever, that could be an option. Uh, and, and that could be a pretty good option I, honestly I see if he if he wants to and if he wants to 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 get ready to to, to do it. Um, but out of the organization I, I was looking at some candidates that are still in in the free agency and I saw a couple of interesting names that might not be superstars or a, or closers like Kimbrel or chapman or riceel iglesias you know those guys um but jake dickman is still out there chris Mm -hmm. martin is still out there and they could be both very decent experienced guys yeah veteran guys more than you know 36 and 35 year old each but they still can 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 do a job and i think that they can really have some pitching depth in 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 that bullpen by bringing uh, one of those two guys um Jusmeido, former martin is still over there and and I think he could be a pretty good option He has been maybe the most durable reliever in baseball for the last four years i don't think there has ever been a you know there's been a a, a pitcher with more games than than Jusmeido in the last four or five seasons so uh th- that's going to be interesting for for the martins as well with with the list of remaining free agents that are still in the market uh and with the center field situation, peter addressed that pretty good. I think Reynolds could be a, a, a great option, obviously. He's going to be expensive. I'm not quite a big I'm, I'm not a big fan of trading you know, a big hole of prospects for just one player. I know he's controllable, but is he really going to be that difference maker difference maker in, in that team? Yes, he's really good. Numbers are good. Um, advanced metrics are good, mm-hmm. but I still want to see something else. Yeah. and and I'm not that sure if he's gonna be that difference maker. The only way to know it is you know to take a risk. But are you willing to take that risk with that player and and with those players involved? Maybe from Max Meyer or JJ. I don't know. Uh, I I don't. I I I gotta think about it. But let's see what. Kim uh, and company will do. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. Avi, he can play center field. He he shouldn't play center field. Not because he can, not but because it's going to be dangerous for him having that um, history of injuries, especially with his legs. And, and you know, playing in Miami with a pretty deep outfield, it's going to be uh, just dangerous for him.
3: Yeah, we spoke about this with you know with Mr. Fasaro yesterday. Actually, and Christina. That you know if they really want to go out and get reynolds why didn't they just do the the package trade of him and stallings when they could have right but i guess i don't know they weren't really sure maybe that was something that would to do with Derek jeter who knows in that one bullpen option that you know daniel you didn't mention hypothetically you know we go deep into the season where do we see max meyer fitting in there do we is he straight ah. or do we let him make some starts first I, they,
2: I i want him as a starter i would love yeah. to see him as a starter um, the thing is that now with, with baseball things and, and the way we see starters are going, are going to be – and then it's going to be really different going, going on because how many, how many true starters a team can have in, in, in their rotation? Like true – when you see the Marlins, they have five pretty good starters. But how many of them will guarantee you at least six innings every five days? And now with the way teams are managing their bullpens, bringing relievers earlier in the game uh, and having more relievers that are able to throw two to three innings, maybe that's where we're going to see a a different type of pitcher. Maybe Max is going to be a starter, but he's not going to be pushed to throw six or even five every five days. And then you rely on your bullpen. And and that's gonna be the interesting case with, with Max and, and, and the way Marlins and, and teams in general will, will handle handle their, their situations, especially this year. Um, you know, because spring training it's gonna be shorter and and you know, to push a pitcher to throw on one hundred and seventy and eighty or ninety innings by just having three weeks of of an actual of, of actual, you know, game action, it's gonna be quite a challenge. Peter, where do you stand on the Max Meyer,
3: uh, you
1: know, talk? Well, let's let's go chronologically here. Keith Law told me the Max Meyer isn't any good, so I'm gonna start there. <laughs> That's what he told me. Um, I, I'm, I mean, I'm with Danny on this one. That he's a straight up stud as a starter. I want to see him as a starter. The problem is, guys. We've got, we've backed ourselves into a corner in center field. We're going to have to move Meyer to go and get a legit center fielder because really there's no other options now. There, there really isn't. Um, we, we're back down. We're going to have to pull the trigger on an elite dude. And unfortunately, Max Meyer is going to be on everyone's list. So as much as I love Max, I'm going to have to watch him from afar. And um, yeah, just, just hope that Keith Law was correct on him.
3: Some of you were also talking a about <laughs> with uh, is that, you know, you, you mentioned Daniel mentioned, mentioned that you know, Avi probably should be playing center field, but you know, Joe was really out of it, saying, You don't, you know, don't build the team based on what you need defensively, build it, you know, what you need in the lineup.
2: Yeah, but so, if you want to keep him in the lineup, just then put him in center field because he's gonna get hurt.
3: Center, center field, so let's say if Miami, so would that take Miami out of contention for a guy like Kyle Schrober, Daniel?
2: I don't think it will. I, I just don't know. Well, that, that's going to depend on what happens with Aguilar, Lewin, and Cooper. Because Schwarber, he's, he can play in the outfields, the corner outfield, especially left field, but he's terribly, terrible defensively. So the logical spot will be DH, right? But you already have Cooper, you already have Aguilar, and what are you going to do with those two? How are you gonna mix them with Avi playing you know right field or if he moves to left and then you have Jesus playing right? Um, that's that's gonna be again an interesting case, and I wouldn't be surprised if one of those guys gets traded, even if it's Lewin getting traded. I wouldn't I wouldn't even be surprised.
0: Wow. I no, actually I thought about trading Lewin, but The thing with first base is the Marlins have shown commitment to all three in a different way. I've already mentioned this many times. But, Peter, I mean, who, in your opinion, is the most tradable Marlin right now? And, I mean, there's Pablo, there's Eliezer, Brian Anderson has been mentioned. And then when you even go into the minors, you have Max Meyer, Peyton Burdick, all these guys. I mean, who's the most tradable Marlin? And besides Brian Reynolds, who do you think about Mm -hmm. going after? And besides Kimbrough and all these big time names and, and there's one i want you to say i think you know who it is but i'll,
1: I'll, I'll let you have your own kev listen i want to try i don't want to trade anyone i uh i, I know I, I i love this roster and i love the farm but, for you, sure. just straight, but you just traded max i did i do and i love max <laughs> for sure but, you know we, we we need a center fielder more than we need a stud starter right now so mm. it's giving you're gonna have to make that move i know but mm. just to call i just by the way on um going back to the th- the first base situation I've got no problems with with Cooper Loop just acting as a bench bat. I mean the reality is the money is you know relatively small. Um you know you can happily carry Cooper as a, as a bench guy. And let's not forget 2021. Everyone was hurt at the same time. You need the depth. It isn't just one to nine. What have you got? I've got no problem rolling with the 3. Lewin's obviously got options anyway and I absolutely love Lewin at first base. I am yeah. he's been my favorite prospect for some time. Like he, the glove is insane.
2: He, he was basically a. Best first baseman in the game just after you know, just behind Goldschmidt in a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah, oh, of he played like one five games and he had uh, more defensive run saves than any other first baseman in, in the game. I'm with you. I love Lewin. I, lo- I love him
1: so much. I I, I I want the Marlins to go and plonk him there. I've got no problem. If they go and get Schwaber, and that kind of blocks out, and they go, listen, we're gonna get Schwaber in, he's gonna DH every day. And Cooper Loop. Will kind of flit in, bench bat, you know, da da da. I've got no problem with that. I well,
2: then, then you can mix and match, you know, righty and lefty. Exactly. Uh, but if you sign Sharber, it's for him to stay like almost every day in your, in your
1: lineup. So it does. I mean, that's the intention, right? But the thing is with Coop, and this, you know, the, the dangerous thing with him, he has played a right field. He's not good in right field. He's a big dude too. Um, he, He's okay at first base. The DH is there. Like you could cycle Coop around easily. People get hurt. I'm intrigued about Aggie. Expiring deal, relatively big-ish number. I think it's an interesting one. For me, that's the most logical. Keep Coop on the cheaper deal. More versatility than Ag. I mean, I absolutely love him as well. Um, But yeah, for me, that would probably be where I would go is perhaps move the expiring deal on on Aguilar. Um, Not that I want to, but it's probably where I'd go.
2: Yeah, Aggie already went through an arbitration arbitration process with the Marlins in, in 2020. He won um oui. i know he he had um conversations about a, pos- a potential extension last year mm. and and those were not were not good the the amount of money offered by by the team was was not good it was basically the same that he's that he made last year but for the next two years and obviously that's that put him puts him in what 8.6 maybe for the next two years including 2022 so um, that's not gonna fly That that's not gonna fly because he's only he was only projecting around seven million for this year in arbitration um so
0: hmm.
2: yeah i i don't think he he, he was taking that anyway uh, and that's an interesting case because it is an expiring deal and and yeah he could be moved
3: it's i mean in my eyes i see aguilar as starting first baseman on april 7th i don't know if i'm alone there i, I know Slay, Eighth. yeah me too if you're right i'm sorry I don't know. I would see him. He was really, he's really been the heart and soul of this team offensively. That's the thing. Like two years and, and,
2: and inside the clubhouse as well. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, all, all the credit to, to Miggy and, and being the, the captain of the team. But the guy that is, you know, the light inside that clubhouse is Aggie.
3: You gotta show love to me. Will you go into spring training with all three of them? I know Eli is saying one of them's going to get moved. You, it would make sense. But, you know, in my opinion, when you're an offensive starving team like Miami... You just one of them is going to get hurt, one of them is going to underperform. Lewin may not hit right away. Lewin is still in the Dominican Republic. Who knows if when he's going to be able to come back? No, know? no, no, he's
2: here, he's here, he's here. He's, 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 he's no, he's, he stayed here for the whole oh, um, thing. Yeah, Jesus went, went, went to the DR, the oh, um, yeah. But the, the thing is that spring training is going to be just three weeks. I know, three weeks. Mm-hmm. You have to play everybody. And even the invitees to to spring training, uh, and at the same time you gotta you gotta get ready. Like they gotta take at bats. Pitchers gotta gotta get more innings and and build up, you know, for the first week of the season. And if if a player has one bad week in spring training, will everyone panic? Or if he has a great week, how would everyone and what what well, well, how would people take it? Right. Like hey, no, he's like Coop last year for example he yeah looked incredibly good in spring training <laughs> we we obviously we think he can perform but just by one week or two weeks so we you gotta you know uh, look at you know with more details and and you know to evaluate what what happens in in the next couple three weeks it's yeah.
0: it's such a weird situation at first because I don't want to see Lewin being blocked or being sit down like they did this season, having him up and down from AAA like we saw. But at the same time, man, Aguilar is really good. And I don't want to see Cooper in right field. No offense, Peter. I just don't want to see him playing right field whatsoever. He's just no, really me not me I-, I don't even think he wants to play Bruce? there.
1: Me either. Yeah. I don't want to see him there either.
0: <laughs> I think first base is the best spot for him. But, man, what we saw in 2020 from him playing as a DH – That was pretty damn good. And then Aguilar playing in 2020 as a full-time first base, I think is what it was when they may have swapped at some point. He was really good in 2021 as well. So maybe you just do that and trade Le'Win. I mean, I would give him the three weeks of spring training, then make a choice. But if if the Pirates are looking for a first baseman, maybe throw him in there and throw him in the Brian Reynolds trade. That's a good option maybe.
3: You know, I think the situation will resolve itself in spring. I think if Le'Win, you know, doesn't go crazy – you know, in spring training, I think he'll just start in AAA, and then you know, something it'll resolve itself. I think either Cooper at DH. I think Cooper is going to be the DH. So that's why yeah. even if they sign a Schwarber, it'll play left field. So you know, Cooper underperforms to begin the season. I think him and Aguilar will be on short leashes because they will have Laymon ready. They know you know he is quote unquote ready. So I think that I think that situation would resolve itself. But if it doesn't, then you have a great trade chip sitting there in AAA. So that's the way I see it. Yeah.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly.
0: And you look at third base, that's the other weird situation there because you have Joey Wendell, you have Brian Anderson. Supposedly, maybe one of them won't be on the roster. Uh, Peter, what are your thoughts on that? And do you trade Brian Anderson? Because it, I've you know, in my opinion, I, actually, to me, I've never seen a situation where you trade for a player like Joey Wendell and then you trade him off right away. I've never really seen that unless, unless I know that one, but.
2: Andrew Peter, I'll let
0: you take the floor
1: here and then I'll give it to Dan because I know he probably has something See, to. See, Danny's Danny's real echo yeah. go on this one. But I, all, all I'm gonna say is I saw a Marlins group chat on Twitter yesterday and there was no Brian Anderson in there, and there was a Joey Wendell in there in that chat. Now, what does that mean? It means nothing. It was just a bit of a bit of fun. But um I am intrigued, very, very intrigued about this third base situation. And I love the trade of Joey Wendell, by the way. And he you know, got to call out the Marlins traded for an all-star. An all-star. So, they're making moves there. I'd, I'd love that move. BA was hurt. Something was wrong with BA last year. Something was going on. I mean, I'm I'm not close to it, guys. He, but was, not hurt. he was hurt. He was hurt all year. But, you know, his demeanor wasn't right. You know, I guess he's playing. If he's hurt, playing, you know, trying to play through it. But BA just... He wasn't himself last year. And obviously, then the shoulder injury took him out for the rest of the year. The problem with the Marlins' face is there isn't, I mean third base depth bloody hell that is i mean what is the third base depth so we need to be very very careful about trading ba now i love ba defensively he is insane if he's if he's healthy i'm all in on ba i'm still in on the sex god i don't want to see him gone um you know where's pay ba gone i mean that hashtag where's that fizzled (laughs) you know so i i'm i'm happy to keep those dudes listen wendell Perfectly fits the, the mold, right? He can move around the diamond in every spot. It's yeah. It was a perfect move. We got to keep both those dudes. I'm, I'm no way. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag pay BA.
3: Yeah. And Daniel uh, and I, I think, spoke about this. We spoke about it on the space yesterday. Eli was very adamant about it as well. You have the perfect infield situation. You have Miggy Rowe and Shorty platoon him with Wendell. R- Miggy Rowe crushes lefties. Wendell hit well against righties. BA should be your everyday third baseman with that defense. So to me, they, acquiring Wendell was to really just supplement. You know, a little bit of a light spot offensively at short, supplemented with Wendell. I think it's perfect. Daniel,
1: your thought? Why? Yeah. Just one, if I,
2: yeah, just ahead, one yeah. quick
1: one, guys. What's the situation with John Birdie? Has he got options remaining? I assume he must have at least one option because this is this is Eli's floor to take you if you want to join Eli. Let me see. Um, see if you can dig in to see what Birdie's situation is options wise because I think uh, that's another interesting one. Yeah, he one does. Eli says yeah. he does have an option remaining. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Danny, Sorry, Daniel.
2: What if a package includes B.A. and either Pablo or Eliezer? You can get you can get a specific right fielder or a center fielder, right?
3: They, they, would, which team? Which then, team? Because it would have to be a team that's close because they wouldn't want B.A. and Pablo or Eliezer. This is not a Brian Reynolds
2: trade package. I don't know. It's not a Brian Reynolds trade package. But what a, if is that it's the Oscar Hernandez? Canada. Yes. I uh, do you give up, Brian? Yeah, you know
3: what you do. You make that trade. Is this a I, Danny Alvarez bomb? I, I,
2: I no, no, it's not a bomb. No, no, yeah, I no, But no. I, but I made that trade in in my mind, and when I mentioned this, I think about a month ago in, in on MLB Network Radio, um, Eli well, wanted to kill me because <laughs> you know by saying trade BA. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, 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 I like Brian Anderson, and I think he has to be healthy. And and when I say healthy is having the you know a good amount of reps so he can perform because I think he he's always off to a slow start and then once he get he gets locked mm-hmm. in then it's a totally different 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 player. Uh he's defensively great at third and in right field. I love him as a right fielder, although I don't want him to play there again. And mm-hmm. and yes, he he has to get Things going. I, I I agree with you, Pete. Maybe something was going on with him uh, last year, personally or mentally. And I and I hope everything is going well with with him. We we never know. They're humans, uh, human beings, as, uh, just as us. And and we always or people always think that they're machines and they just go out and and, and play ball. But they 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 have their own issues. I don't know if Andy had one, uh, but I really hope that he he can figure it out and 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 be better this year. Uh, I think maybe he was could have had you know a little bit of, a little bit of pressure i don't know if you remember guys that kim said that she wanted to see a little bit more My before offering one. before opening and before offering an extension i don't know if that was on his on his mind um but you never know does his shoulder you know though
3: obviously his problem is his shoulder right now that's what he has surgery on does that make you
2: less uncertain about putting him in right field? Because I think that right field would be the same. No, spot the, 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 the reason why I say that is that if he's in right field it's because either Avi or Coop are hurt. So that's why I thought not right. But, I, but I, I love him there. I think he... Yeah, he was a dynamic. Uh, I, I remember talking to, to who was it, Freddy Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. And Freddie told me, like, if you come to the ballpark for the first time and you see him in right field and someone tells that that person, hey, that his first game in right field or his, the first time that he's playing there, he would say, no way. Mm-hmm. Like, that person would say, no freaking way. Um, because he's, he's that good. Yeah, remember that play. Yeah. Um, and the, the one in, in New York was, with, with the Pablo Star against, against the Mets, Yeah. Um, when he turned, I mean, he was so good. And he's so good at, at right field.
3: Yeah, and, and Stan, so for reference, Stan was a, a gold glove candidate one year I think it was, I think it was twenty seventeen, Brian Anderson is a far superior defensive right fielder than John
2: Carlos then who who was there. Uh, well yeah. Yeah he could be. He was at yeah. the, the, the when when Drohmers with Arenado started last year, I wanted him to be you know to get traded to a to an NL to a American league team so bad because I wanted BA with a chance to win a gold glove, but with Nolan there that's not gonna yeah. happen. Uh,
0: so Going a little bit deeper into Teoscar now that we've mentioned him, I wasn't going to mention him, but let, let's go with Peter here first. What are your thoughts on that possibility, man? I mean, you are you don't have to trade much minor league I, depth, I, I assume. They're looking for major leaguers. Eliezer fits the mold. Pablo fits the mold. It was even reported before the start of this horrible lockout that we were in. Thank God I can say we were in. Um that pablo and eliezer were options that toronto was looking at i saw eliezer more as the tradable guy as isaac had mentioned once trading pablo now would be selling extremely low because let's say pablo is playing very well at the the trade deadline maybe you can make a big time splash there and you would get more than what you would get right now but toronto could also get some minor leaguers some low to some low to mid-tier minor leaguers peter so what are your thoughts on that situation because miami and toronto have made some deals in the past couple years so it makes sense for them to, you know, ask once again, let's let's make a deal here about Teoscar Hernandez. And Toronto does have a pretty lengthy outfield with a couple guys in there. You know, you have Springer, Guriel, uh, you have Grendel Grichik, you also have a missing one, Springer. Yep. So what are your thoughts yeah. on that? And then we'll go
1: to Danny. I'm with you on the connection. I mean, I love the guy, by the way. Listen, Teoscar, I I, I love the player for sure. Um if a deal gets done, uh Pablo Lopez will have to be in that deal. I I believe. I'm I'm not convinced a package with Eliezer in there is, is, is enough. Like if we if they're looking major league, major league, if that's the kind of the strategy behind it, the Marlins want a major league outfielder and, and the Blue Jays want a major league pitcher, Pablito's gonna have to be in there and that would be uh, hard for us as fans because I absolutely love Pablo uh, and yeah. everything about him. But guys, we can't get away from the fact that um, Pablo has yet to really deliver a full full workload, a full season's worth of workload. Um, so, you know, that clearly is there. Clearly that will be baked into the price. <laughs> so I don't think this one gets done. I'm, I'm not convinced that this one truly fits. I kind of, I think the Blue Jays, they're stacked. The lineup is stacked for sure. But I'm not convinced that they're going to move Teosca, to be honest with you. Um, maybe they will, but I I think for them, they're, they're happy sticking with, with what they've got. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but if it does get done, I think Pablo has to be in there, and someone else like a uh, Blood perhaps, or something like that, to try Ooh. and get Teosca. I mean, Teosca has been absolutely sensational. Well, I don't know what the years of control are on him either. It's There's probably one. Let me what check. is it one? I think it's one. I'll, I'll check. But yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. Either way, you know, you got at least Pablo plus something. I think to get Teosca, and I'm 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 not sure that happens. You know, that's
3: exactly almost exactly what i told what i told daniel my question you got does he play center field? yes
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah i oh, think well. i'm pretty sure he was the one who played center field when springer was out yes. yeah
3: yeah yeah, yeah oh, like walk true. it all back
1: take it back pull the trigger on in that, that
3: ballpark one. it was in you know that um spring training. in their spring training home so it was a different ballpark than lone depot i just and peter i'm with you i just think the two teams, you know, them having too many outfielders in a sense, and Miami having those controllable major league starting pitchers, it's a perfect trade partners. It's a they are perfect trade partners. I'm with you though. I don't know if it gets done. Daniel, your thoughts on on a potential deal here?
2: Yeah, I think um, it's it's higher. Maybe um, I don't know. I want to not say it's higher than a Brian Reynolds trade, but it's really close. I would say it's really close. So so yeah, I I, I really like. Um, that potential deal, if it gets done, yeah, I, I, I don't want to see Pablo leaving Miami. Um, great player, great human being, Venezuelan. Um, great with us all the time. But yes, Peter mentioned something really important, and and the Blue Jays know this, and and because the Blue Jays know this, they they're gonna ask for something, um, something more, and, and and something heavy if if they uh, really are going to deal. Teoscar to Miami because he's yet to deliver a a full season shoulder injuries in 2018, 2019, 2021, and shoulder injuries with pitchers are even worse than than Tommy John. So uh, I think whoever gets Pablo will get an extremely good player, but also it's going to be a risk uh, due to Pablo's um, injury history. Yeah, I want to mention with
0: Teoscar that he is going to earn 10 million this year that's going earned- to that,
2: that that could be a thing with the blue jays i mean if yeah. they're saving money or if they want to save money then the marlins should or could um, take that that contract and maybe that's going to um, you know the, the price will be different you know in in terms of which players go go to to toronto also um, it could also depend on which move the Blue Jays could make in the next couple days by signing a free agent. Uh, and they may, they, they might want to look at guys like Conforto or Cassianos or one of the outfielders remaining. It's the first
0: time I've heard those guys linked to Toronto, or at least as an option. And he does have an arbitration in 2023 and then he's a restricted free agent, uh, unrestricted in 2024. So he, one year of control remaining for Teoscar. Um, I want to talk about this back end of the rotation here because we already know we have the three-headed monster at the moment with Sandy, Pablo, and Trevor. But then there's those two holes. We, If Eliezer stays, I want to see him in the bullpen personally. Danny, we have Edward, we have Max Meyer, we have Luzardo. I mean, where should the Marlins go here? I, want, I believe Max Meyer is going to be ready or very, very close to it, and we'll see him at some point. But – I don't think he's going to start off in the rotation, although I would love to see it. Who do you mean, Meyer?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think maybe Meyer can, can come up. and may, Maybe maybe they can have a plan for Meyer, like the one the Rays race, the race had for Shane Bass or yeah. the Tigers for Casey Mice. Okay. You know, throwing maybe three, four, three or four innings. At some point, 0.5 innings. But I think this is going to depend on two, two things. Uh, the state of the rotation, and if they're healthy or not. And the state of the team, if they're competing or not. Because if they're if they are competing and all their five starters are, are very good at the moment and are healthy, healthy then he might come up for a for rotations. Uh, a, I'm, I'm sorry, a, a reliever uh, job. But if they're not, and they're not, competing that much maybe he can join and, and fill in as a starter
3: to um, sort of add to the question for peter really quick you know like like kevin mentioned they have that three-headed monster so this is something that kyle steeloff mentioned on the space yesterday you'd assume that to begin the season it's going to be luzardo and edward most likely and then behind them you guys you have you know guys like braxton garrett and nick knight and cody poteet and behind them you know max meyer if you were Miami, would you acquire, you know, a veteran starting pitcher? And I want to ask Danny the same thing. Would you go out and, you know, acquire someone to just maybe eat up some innings, as some death?
1: It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because they they went down that path last year, obviously with Gio, and it didn't work out. Um, you know, through a couple of spring training outings and, and retired straight after. Didn't work out. Realized didn't have it in the tank or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember asking Donnie specifically about it back in um, you know spring last time and. At that point, he said, "Now we're happy with the arms." Well, of course, he's going to say that. I guess um, <laughs> not going to be speculating, but um, it's a really interesting one on the arms. And I think the other thing, the factor in here, guys, is the fact that um, actually this may be a 2023 change, but this max five, um, mm. uh, you know, the kind of uh, the option just carousel no, for these that's, pitches, that, that's, that's,
2: that's for for this year.
1: Is it for this year? So, I yeah. mean, even so, there you go. That that really. Heightens things for the the AAA guys, Nicky Niderts, Braxton Garrett, Cody Poteet—all these that are on the 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 option oh. carousel—really, mm-hmm. really intriguing. And so maybe that rule change could even, can maybe the Marlins go a slightly different direction there. And actually, they go and get a listen. I don't think a vet is a bad thing. It's a really, it's a That's young, great. but it but at the same time though, it's a young but old rotation in some ways with like Sandy and Pablo. Like Pablo, you think he's thirty-five. But because he he speaks so well and he's so knowledgeable and such a great guy, but he, what is he? He's twenty. Oh, he's just twenty six last week, right, Pablo? Yeah. So um, one year older than me. Yeah, they, you know, and Sandy, you know, they're all they're all young guys, right? And I, I don't think it'd be a bad thing to have the even the presence in there. To be honest with you, and I think they tried to do that with Geo last year. It didn't happen, so wouldn't shock me. And I think it'd be a nice addition. Maybe you know, it's a, a minor league um, deal with a you know major league option or whatever it might be. I think it makes a ton of sense for the Marlins to do something like that. The rotation is a really intriguing piece. You know, Eliezer, Eddie, Lazardo, they're the kind of three obvious for the two spots. Um mm-hmm. clearly Eliezer's had some health concerns. Um Eddie came up. Yeah, you know, it wasn't amazing, let's say, in his in his, what, six, seven starts. Lazardo yeah. equally had his own problems, but uh, you know, there's a lot. There, but the, the beauty is let's say all of them stay. And I think this all hinges on what the Marlins do as well. Like we just don't know what they're going to do and they, they need to upgrade the offense still. And so we just don't know who's going to be around. But be a nice problem to have if you've got Eddie sitting there in AAA, if that's the way they go, or even Eliezer or a nice vet joins. Um, so many different ways they can go with this one. But to answer your question, though, Isaac, about the vet, I think it makes a ton of sense, even if they don't even pitch in the major league, to be honest with you.
0: Sticking with the pitching topic, Jesus Lazardo, Danny, you were the... I think the last one to see him in person, you know, when it comes to media, what did you see from him and do you think that he's on on some type of a short leash as a starter knowing that they're trying to win this season and and they they need to get some wins now and they need the best performance possible from a guy like him or are they going to be patient with the guy and let him go out there although he may not be as good as we think because Luzardo in the bullpen could be very nasty and it could be very, very scary for other teams.
2: Yeah, that's, he, what, that's what that's he showed with Oakland. Yeah, go ahead, Isaac. That's no, so I was just saying. I was
0: there too, Kev, for Luzardo's last start. No, no not, but, not but, the but, last but, start. of am talking
3: about but,
2: the, the lockout or, workout. No, that's right. Yeah, they were not there. <laughs> 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 yeah, but uh, Jesus looked really good. Um, Jesus is going to save us. That's it. <laughs> 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 uh, he he looks good physically. Um, that That's important. Pretty good shape. Um, he feels command on all of his speeches and that's what I've heard from from the couple workouts he's he's been into. So so I, I really think he he's, he's gonna be better this year. Um and, and yes you have an interesting point, Kev, with the um, with the role that he can play in the bullpen because when he was in Oakland he looked really good. Like really good in, in, in those um you know, in, in those roles with, with the ace in, in 2019 and then a little bit in, in 2020 as well. So I, I think he should he should get being into, in, into a rotation. I don't think they will be that patient, especially at the beginning, um, because as you mentioned that they, they wanna win uh, now and, and they have plenty of options, but again, that's gonna depend on the state of those pitchers and they'll help, their health.
0: Yep, so very quickly, I guess some breaking news. The Marlins' first spring training game, according to Craig Mish, is Friday, March 18th at the ballpark of Palm Beach oh. against the Washington Nationals. So there we have it. First game announced. And I, I now we're going it. to yeah. the second.
2: Yeah. I, I tell you, at 4 o'clock, there was going to be an announcement.
0: There we have it. And I, now
2: let's keep going here. Sandy
0: got the extension. Maggie got the extension. Peter, in your opinion, who's next? And then I want to get the same question, Danny Alvarez, because – man, the Marlins have some options. And then it's time to little by little start locking up these players that have made strides on this team that have that, that are going to make a big impact in, for this year and then the coming years. So, oh. could, you,
2: yeah, could you repeat the question, Kevin? Sorry,
0: Who should the Marlins extend next after Megan
2: Sandy pretty much? I think about – well, the, the thing is that I, I, I want Aguilar to, to stay. He deserves I mean, it, 100%. Yeah, and he deserves it. Yeah, uh, so, so I would say Aggie, but I don't think that will happen. So um, I would just flip um, to one of the – I mean, for now, one, one, one of the other pitchers, if, in, in case they want them to stay. And, and by one of the other pitchers, I mean Pablo, maybe, if he stays here. I mean, if, if the margins are not willing to, to trade him, then I think – Probably would make sense to to extend him, but uh, other than that, I don't see right now one single player that should be extended right away. And and yes, I want to wait on Brian Anderson. Peter, who's your guy, if you have one?
1: I think Danny's covered it pretty well. Actually, it's <clears throat> it's an interesting spot. There's not there's not a lot of obvious candidates for extensions right now. Um, I'm intrigued, I'm really intrigued to see what. You know Trevor Rogers' path is, or Jazz Chisholm, and they go mm-hmm. and they try and like lock up a, 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 you know, a cornerstone for the future. I don't know, but the reality is there's so much risk baked in, baked into that. Like the Marlins don't need to pull the trigger on any kind of deal like that. With so much control, so much variance. So, yeah, I, I guess the most obvious really is is Aguilar. If they want him to stay, try and get a two-year a, a two-year extension. You know they obviously yeah, were lowballing it before, so it's just: do you want Aggie there? Do you not? I think he's the most obvious one. Brian Anderson is effectively in the same spot he was last year, where Kim said, "I need to, I need to see it." Ba, and really, we didn't see it, and so the same message to Ba applies. Um, the Marlins still don't have, I guess, tons of options coming through at third base either. So, you know, I'm I'm still on the on the Ba train for sure, but. Yeah, I think Aggie's the most obvious, but he's also the most obvious um, trade candidate as well. If I'm completely honest, so yeah, maybe no no extensions required. Maybe the people we need to extend are the trades we make, the guys in trades. So that's probably what you're going to see. Is, is actually you trade for someone and you lock them up.
2: Oh, oh uh, we have breaking news: Rodon to the Giants. Oh. Rodon to the Giants. Open Open. Day, opening day, opening they against Sandy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: think if you have any last questions uh for you know what,
3: yeah we're mentioning extension i I, th- I think both of you guys are right i don't think there's anyone really with like a, a surefire extension candidate the maybe the next one could be in the minor leagues is someone that we saw a lot of a couple guys that we saw here daniel you and i and jupiter yesterday it was i just wanted to ask you you know your thoughts on you know who really impressed you the most i know i my couple of names i want to hear who really impressed you it's, you know we you know had a great day also meyer who, who really impressed you
2: yesterday uh I I gotta say this. It's not a prospect. Um for me, one game, it's sm- you know, it's small sample. Uh I wanna say and I really wanna recognize Jeff Brigham's uh you know, ability to come back and, and do what what Kevin I see to Kevin's now. I have
0: <laughs> no idea what just <laughs> What the hell?
2: Dude,
0: that's the first time it's ever happened.
2: We have we had Kevin Baral and Bevin Carroll. <laughs> um, <laughs> Double barrel, some would say. My thing, like blacked out for a second. I'm you, I, I lost it. Well, uh, I really like what I what I saw from one from Jeff Brigham. Uh, I, I really really gotta say that he has the major league ex- experience. He has the stuff, and if he's healthy, he must be back with the team.
3: Yeah, uh, I thought he looked okay. He, he looks a little out of shape. I don't know if that's just me. I haven't yes. seen for a while.
2: Yeah, Why? but he's going to be okay at some point. And he, no. you know, it's, it's really important. I mean, he, he had a tough time um, with COVID and then with yeah. that injury in the nerve. That's pretty dangerous as well. Yeah. And for mm-hmm. him to be back the way he is right now, many, many players would be out of the game you know, with, with a situation similar to 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 his, so I think I'm I, I can give a lot of credit to to him and and make it that way. Also, I stopped looking at the game after once he was done because I was busy trying to break that news. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw it. Uh,
0: yeah, the last thing I wanted to mention was that the Rodon deal is actually two for 44. I think many were expecting a little bit less. Danny, or were we expecting more after the great season he had? I think that's a lot.
2: <laughs> two million a year. Twenty-two million a year. Yeah.
0: What? She? That's why I was like, "Holy shit!"
2: Yeah, but yeah, I uh, it was like,
0: I th- I thought I thought I misread and I said two for four, and I was like, two for forty-four. It's like, wow, that, that's yeah, a no, lot. Two,
2: two for 4 No, two for four, yeah, but two for forty-four. It's so like, we they so over it, so so we could agree they overpaid in a bit in a way. I don't know if they were well. Yeah, they overpaid for two years. They overpaid. Uh, however, I will always say he should have been drafted instead of Tyler Colic. But that's <laughs> I another, know. I was another type of discussion here. Um, crazy. Uh, look, but this is not the first time the Giants are doing something similar. Um, yeah. But they really dropped the ball by not signing Kevin Gossman again. Yep. Um, they really dropped the ball, and they should have signed. Uh, Kevin. They Gossman. had. I don't know. Because- I don't know how they let him go. How? They didn't even offer him something, uh, you know. That that's that for me. That's impossible to to comprehend.
0: Yeah, and I, the last thing, since we do talk a little bit overall MLB here, Peter, and then I'll go to Danny here to end it off, and then actually this could be a good prediction time: Does Freddie Freeman stay with the Braves or go somewhere else? Because man, they, they I don't know why they didn't offer him that extension before the lockout. I saw it more as disrespectful that they didn't do that. So we'll start with Peter, then Danny, and
1: then we'll end it off with Isaac. I think the, the theme we've got here guys is just a load of botched extensions and the Marlins should have extended Marte. Um, the Giants should have extended Gorsman and the, the Braves should have extended Freeman. They shouldn't let it come to this. They shouldn't have done and it could bite them in the arsenal. and I really truly hope it does uh, and I actually think it does. I truly believe that Freeman goes elsewhere. And I think he goes West Coast somewhere, signs up, sails into the sun and loves it and the Braves go into a tailspin. Love to see it. Danny, does he stare or does he leave?
2: I don't see a world without Arepas, I agree. Peter Pratt saying oppo with the bopo, and Freddie Freeman without the Braves uniform.
0: Isaac, is, is it also the Braves for you?
3: Yeah, I, I saw a report, I don't know how accurate it was, that he going to choose between the Yankees and the Braves. I saw I, that. I don't think he leaves the Braves. I think there's no way in heck, coming off the World Series Championship, I don't think he leaves the Braves. As much as I want Peter to be right, I've never wanted Peter to be right more than with this even more i'd rather that happen than juan soto comes to miami but um <laughs> i think freddie
0: freeman returns to uh to atlanta i love uh, as much as i wanted gone from our division so we don't have to suffer anymore i think he's gonna stay I, he he has to stay like I, I can't see freddie freeman in a dodgers jersey i can't see him in a Rays jersey i can't see him even in a yankees i'd be really bad um and then if let's say he does go to the to the Yankees where does Rizzo go that's a good question there and there because it's two dominoes falling there so I think he that's what we're going to end do no Rizzo's a free agent is he yeah
3: he's a free agent. yeah yeah,
2: so. yeah I want I want to see the Yankees go after also yeah was was gonna Olson. they're,
3: they're going to get Matt Olson for sure I'm yeah all certain.
2: so
0: now now that I think of it <laughs> where does Rizzo go could, could it be a Red Sox does that make sense for him Boston Red Sox 100 uh, uh, percent I don't know. Or or at least I mean
2: it, it makes sense makes sense if he goes back to Chicago, but I don't yeah. think that's gonna happen.
0: Left handed hitters probably hate hitting in Fenway, so that's something to keep in mind.
3: Alright it will be it will be
2: for
0: him. full circle, right? For him. Yeah. Yeah. that Freddie Freeman signing is gonna drop a lot of dominoes and then we'll be seeing a lot more. But yeah, this was our first pod since the lockout. We finally are gonna have so much more content for you guys. I'm excited. Um Peter, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, and we know you have your Locked on Marlin swimming upstream. Oh, it's all there too. God. And then we have Danny Alvarez from El Extravace. You could also see him uh, on his Twitter at right there. He also has the YouTube channel, which is Alex uh, Extravace, his Instagram, Twitter. And then Isaac, man, thank you for coming on. If anyone has any last words, now's the time.
2: Uh, Kevin, you're a great host. You should host Marlins Jeopardy whenever that com- comes back. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Agreed. Isaac. Any last things,
3: or Peter? Uh, just I can't. Baseball's back, baby. Yeah, can't. Peter said it. Cannot describe how happy I am that. All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Eli, you're a bad man. <gasps>
0: no, that's we're gonna that end that it. That From I Isaac suit. Danny Alvarez, and Peter Pratt. We'll see you guys all in, the, in two weeks. From fish stripes unfiltered. Peace out and go Marlins.
2: We gotta end it off right.